from the 97.7 WAOB Studios at 6th and Bustering Streets in downtown Vincennes. It's time now for Legal News and Views. Now, here's Dave Rulligan and Jeff Cobb with Legal News and Views. Happy New Year, 2024, from Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. And that silence you hear is Dave. He's supposed to be here, but starting off the new year on a good foot. <clears throat> Late, uh, but uh, we'll continue on without him. Hopefully enough material to fill in uh, the next hour. If you haven't figured out, uh, as in the last 30 years of doing this, we're live. We're down here in the old Brevort House, uh, corner of 6th and Busserin, downtown Vincennes. And we want you to join us. And if you want to come down, I suppose you could come in, walk up, and listen to us live. But uh, not only would that be difficult, that would probably be boring. Uh, so we would, oh, nice of you to get here, Mr. Rolligan. Uh, but uh, what we would uh, uh, ask you to do is... I never listen to this part anyway. Dial in. Uh, 812-882-3737. Uh, by far the easiest, uh, most efficient way. Hopefully, question or comment of a legal nature, though, heck, Dave and I will talk about just about anybody about anything. Uh, we don't need specifics. Uh, we don't want to uh, libel or slander anyone. And hopefully Dave and I can answer in an entertaining and educational fashion. It's time for the radio show. Yes. Thanks for showing up. I was arguing about furniture back at the office. Furniture. <laughs> uh, what I like to do is update past stories. Uh, and by far one of the biggest stories of uh, 2023 and even before that was good old Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire who uh, seemed to have a fondness for young, underage women, and his enabler, Ghislaine Maxwell, who's currently serving a 20-year sentence in a federal penitentiary for assisting him in getting young, underage women. Uh, Epstein, if you may recall, died in his cell, supposedly a suicide. Uh, some question that. Um, but uh, he had several lawsuits. Uh, one was Ghislaine Maxwell and her criminal trial. The other was Virginia Guthrie and her lawsuit. Uh, and that produced names, people uh, who were associated with Epstein, uh, some 150 to 200 names that are now being released by the judge saying no reason to keep them confidential any longer, uh, but apparently being released in packages. So we had today or yesterday the first package of material, uh, and uh, not a whole lot of things we didn't already know. Obviously, Bill Clinton's on the list. Donald Trump is, uh, according to the released material, uh, Epstein's jet could not land in New York, and it was going to land in Atlantic City, and so... Uh, uh, the notes uh, indicated that uh, Trump was called so they could stay at his casino. Trump knew uh, Epstein, uh, though he says later they parted ways, uh, not in so, such good terms. The, uh, the other re revelation uh, was a statement that uh, hearsay, so no wrongdoing, 
which was uh, uh, Epstein saying to an associate, Bill Clinton likes him young, referring to the women that he provided. Uh, Probably the biggest revelation uh, was uh, a David Copperfield himself, legal troubles with underage women, uh, but he seemed to be part of the Epstein entourage uh, so far made public. Well, they also say there's no evidence against any of these people other than their embarrassing association with a yeah, oh yeah. sex trafficker. But, but, but here's the weirdest. Um, I don't know if you call it a revelation. It's hearsay, meaning someone said something to someone else. And uh, in this situation, it was apparently a reference to an underage orgy involving Stephen Hawking. Now, if you don't know who Stephen Hawking was, he's since deceased, uh, he's uh, a a very famous physicist uh, from England who was wheelchair-bound for at least the last 20 years of his life. Uh, So it's unexplained how one can have an underage orgy in Mr. Hawking's condition. You know what I just did? What did you just do? I held my tongue. You're welcome. I was going to... It was a rhetorical question, so I decided I would not answer your question Oh. on what I will... Oh, I, I thought chirp. you were going to do one of your silly puns. I was. I held my tongue. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it took me a while to get There you that. go. Keep uh, up. Sorry. NASA can't open their asteroid sample container. They, we launched this thing <clears throat> several years ago to go up and snag some uh, debris or samples. The OSIRIS-REx mission was September 2016 when it was launched to intersect with an asteroid. The asteroid's name is Bennu uh, in December of 18. It got a small piece of it, and uh, they can't open it. And they came back to Earth as planned, but they can't open the uh, sample-containing part of this device ah. without. They're afraid they'll damage the sample if they go in like I would with a crowbar or something. Uh, so they're sealed inside a round sampler head at the end of an articulated arm that was used to grab the sample. Ever since getting back here. Uh, the mechanism cannot be opened, so they're delayed trying to develop new tools <laughs> to open a device that they designed. <laughs> well, I'm sure that could be quite expensive. They're, um, what, is that, what is that product called? Lock wrench or something where you put it on the, a bolt you can't get out? And crowbar. It's a crowbar. WD-40? Or, yeah, WD-40, something like that. <laughs> well, they don't want to. They don't want to contaminate whatever they brought back from the asteroids. So. Well, uh, that's a fact. Uh, let's take our first break here on Legal News and Views. Uh, again, 812-882-3737, your ticket to enlightenment. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. 
And we're back, Legal News and Dudes. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. Yes, Virginia, there is a Dave. Uh, another update is the Idaho murder of the students. The um, four students were killed during the night. Uh, Brian Koberger has been charged, indicted by a grand jury with the quadruple stabbing based mostly on a knife found at the scene that had his DNA on it. It was a sheath. Sheath. It wasn't even the murder weapon. All right. Um, He apparently has uh, hired some very aggressive uh, defense lawyers. They have already moved to dismiss the charges, which Judge John Judge, believe it or not, his last name's Judge. Judge Judge. uh, Has denied, saying, no, it was a properly run grand jury. And they had sufficient evidence to indict in uh, Idaho. It uh, takes a 12-person grand jury and nine of them to decide what to do. Um, Apparently, they're still at it. They're asking the judge to reconsider his denial uh, in a uh, hearing behind closed doors. Uh, The reasoning, it was also uh, not made public. Uh, the judge said he will hold the hearing, um, but uh, if everything holds true, Koberg will be headed to trial sometime here in 2024. <clears throat> On that <clears throat> same case, they just recently tore down the building oh, where yeah. this happened, and some of the defense lawyers and the victims' families are upset about that because I don't know if they wanted a shrine or use it as evidence or for well, jury abuse. the defense lawyers are saying it's a destruction of evidence and he cannot now get a fair trial. And the uh, I think the other thing was uh, it's a weird case uh, why these four were murdered and there were at least two others in the house that were not murdered, so there's... You know, they're trying to figure out what they knew or what they heard, or mm-hmm. so it's very strange. Speaking of murder, a Pennsylvania man had previously been targeted by his ex-wife in a murder for a hire uh, scenario, and so she apparently had tried to hire a hitman to take him out. Now he has been arrested for actually successfully murdering his new wife. Ouch! I don't know. He, he, I wonder what gave him that idea. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, Author Guthrie Jr., age 55, was reportedly carrying $100,000 in cash when he was arrested in Las Vegas Casino. I bet that made the casino mad. Uh, He's currently being held on charges of criminal homicide, aggravated assault in connection with the shooting death of his wife of less than a year, -year 26-year-old Frenerilis Nicole. She's got five names here. Whoa. Zambrano Bacino. Yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. Zambrano's co-worker at the resort where she was employed as a housekeeper reported her missing on December 24th. She failed to show up for several days in a row. When officers arrived at her home on the 29th to do a welfare check, they were unable to make contact, started an investigation. Search warrants were obtained, and on Monday, authorities entered the house to find her decomposing body in her and uh, his bedroom. A 357 Magnum was reportedly found in an adjoining room, so that normally would rule out suicide. Mm-hmm. They were immediately suspicious about his involvement. He couldn't explain the whereabouts of his wife, and when he did give us information, it was inaccurate. Um, a few days before she went missing, he had told friends and neighbors that the couple was leaving for an extended road trip. So. It was not well planned, and there, 
as a divorce lawyer, there are better ways to terminate a marriage than a really uh, poorly executed uh, murder. So he's, of course, innocent until proven guilty. Well, your story is a good lead-in uh, to my follow-up to a story we did back in August of last year. California couple, apparently well-to-do, lavish West Coast lifestyle. Um, Tatiana Remley uh, hired a hitman to kill her husband. Uh, the hitman was an undercover detective. She brought three guns and a stack of money to him, uh, and... Uh, uh, she pled guilty, though, so we now know finally what she's going to get. And for all of that, she ends up with three years and eight months in state prison. Slap she, on the wrist. She pled guilty to charges of solicitation to commit murder and carrying an unregistered gun in exchange for a sentence of less than four years. Uh, she apparently had a Facebook profile that was very popular. Uh, some would call her an influencer uh, in... Uh, designer shoes and swimwear uh, with lots of pictures of her in skimpy bikinis that unsuitable for the radio. Hmm. We'll pass them over when you're done. All right. There you go. <laughs> no. Well, uh, you know, we, we do these murder for hire uh, stories from time to time, and I think every one is it was an undercover person. Yeah. My theory, I have a theory on this. There's a lot of undercover detectives in the murder business. The ones that get caught. Are trying to uh, solicit an undercover person to murder their uh, victim. The ones who succeed aren't caught. Ah. So there may that may be a thriving business out there. So don't give up is what I'm trying to say. Supplemental income for you? <laughs> exactly. Not for me. Oh, all right. This guy worked at Burger King. You may have heard this story. Uh, he went for 27 years working at this fast food restaurant and didn't miss a single day in 27 years. Perfect attendance. So Burger King, to reward that outstanding uh, milestone, gave him a backpack, a movie ticket, and a Starbucks cup. That was his reward. Congratulations for never missing a day. Here's your backpack, <laughs> cup, and ticket. And, of course, when people found out about this, uh, they thought, that, well, gee, that seems kind of chintzy. So uh, his daughter created a crowdfunding campaign on GoFundMe and wanted to get an extra $200. That's all she asked for. So he can go visit his grandkids. He doesn't get a day off, obviously. The donations poured in, and uh, a year uh, later, he has $446,000, and his plans is to buy a house, finally. So he got a, his just desserts. All right. My last follow-up uh, comes from a story January of last year. Uh, in Houston, Texas, there was a taqueria, uh, a restaurant, if you will, uh, that um, uh, gentleman was uh, seated at a booth with another gentleman when in walked Eric Eugene Washington, a 30-year-old, with uh, apparently a gun. turned out later to be a plastic gun. But there's a video showing uh, Eric Washington flashing the gun around, uh, at which case one of the gentlemen in the booth pulled out his real gun and shot him dead. And that led to a lot of uh, uh, moaning and groaning, uh, activists saying, well, that guy who shot him dead should be charged. 
And so eventually given to a grand jury in Houston, Texas, which has not only failed to indict the shooter, has said he had every right to shoot the guy. Now that's the guy that should get a backpack, a movie ticket, and a Starbucks cup. <laughs> from the talker here? No, uh, from the grand jury. From the grand jury. Uh, that pretty much ends that case. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what people were thinking. but I'm, I'm when, pretty when sure. somebody walks into a restaurant, holding what appears to be a real gun and is shot dead, why should the person who legally had the gun and the permit to have the gun and the right to carry the gun... Uh, I'm uh, pretty sure that even a fake gun is still a felony. Oh, yeah. It's still considered an armed robbery, even if well, it's a fake gun. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people get uh, involved in police shootings. They yep. say, well, it was a fake gun. Well, we shot him. Well, that's called suicide by police. No, uh, D.B. Cooper, remember the skyjacking yeah, case? that's a follow-up. A uh, microscopic metal f uh, fragment found on the tie that this guy wore. You know, he went in with his sunglasses and tie, and he took the tie off, jumped out of the airplane with his loot and uh, with his parachute, and they've never found him. There was some money recovered. To me, it's a ridiculously small sum of money by today's standards. Well, back then it was it was big loot. Yeah. So this uh, this a particle which they found on uh, attached to his tie is part stainless steel and part titanium. Oh. He believes that this tiny discovery can be traced to a very sophisticated metal metal, uh, metal fabrication shop. I think there was some speculation this guy may have been in the uh, aerospace industry or worked for an airplane manufacturer. Uh, this happened 52 years ago. Uh, the the clip-on tie was the piece of evidence that was left uh, behind. Uh, so once they analyzed that, there, I mean, there's not a lot of metal out there in the world, even in that day and age, where that combination of metals would be found so they they're pretty confident they can find out possibly where that came from and then uh, figure out who this man was or is he could uh, be alive go to orange county florida and amanda brochu a single mother a uh, picture of her home it looks like one of those old florida one level cinder block homes uh, fairly standard well she came home right before christmas from work find that her entire driveway was gone, including the sidewalk. Uh, there's a little history here. Uh, she works, uh, and her son apparently lives nearby, and he found at least two contractors measuring the driveway. Uh, and he told his mom about it, so she came home early one time, found another contractor measuring the driveway, and, and said, what are you doing? He says, oh, we're giving a bid on removing the driveway, to which she said, eh, I don't want it removed. And, and as it turns out, uh, someone, unidentified, uh, was giving contractors the wrong address. Uh, so that is, folks, a civil lawsuit uh, that uh, will lead, first of all, to the contractor uh, being sued and the contractor suing the person who hired him and gave him the wrong address and I'm sure this lady will get a whole new driveway out of it, which she needed because the old driveway wasn't very good shape. Uh, your children and my children were in swimming. Years yes. went on with good careers. Uh, this guy, um, 
uh, who's a 13-year-old swimmer. He heard from the U.S. Center for Safe Sport. You may not have heard of that, but this was an organization created uh, after all of the uh, the sexual problems that came out of that uh, doctor case. Yeah. And uh, it took three months for this eighth grader to learn what the accusations were. He got a letter in the mail saying, you've been accused of sexual misconduct with no other information. More than 20 months later, the case is still open even after local police investigated and said no charges would be filed. And he's uh, actually trying to get to the Olympics, and so he's missing out on swim meets because this uh, organization has got him suspended. Uh, He says the allegations are entirely untrue. The person who claims it and the person who supposedly witnessed it had had some run-ins with this guy you know, on bullying, bullying issues. And the whole allegation, which has held this kid's career up, is something about butt-slapping. And they said that's sexual misconduct, and they're so busy trying well, to figure out the elite athletes, uh-huh. but they also have jurisdiction over these other athletes, so their, their caseload is just you know, overwhelming. And they, you know, they won't get back to the parents. And he was uh, uh, permitted to swim in one event the first day, as long as his mom was there and supervised him. Now, apparently, she turned her back on him, and the referee went over and says, "You're breaking the rules. You're out." And so he yeah. couldn't swim the next day okay. in his best event. Well, all right. Just a horrendous mess. Well, that'll take us to our half-hour break here on Legal News and Views, ninety-seven point three and ninety-seven point seven FM. 1450 AM, WAOV, 812-882-3737. Please call, and we'll be here when we get back from these messages. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we're back. Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. 812-882-3737. Special mention of the Walter A. Davis Award to be given to uh, the late Mark Lang. Well-deserved, posthumously. Six o'clock tonight here at the old Brevort House where Dave and I are right now. Um, Can't think of a better recipient. But uh, no calls, so that leads us to a regularly scheduled segment of the program known as Least Competent Criminals. Now, we're going to take a little trip back in time, uh, 2009, and to two gentlemen who may be on the narrow list for most incompetent criminals ever known. And that given all of the least competent criminals we've done over the years, is saying something. And these, uh, back in 2009, uh, these two gentlemen, apparently friends, uh, they decided that they were going to rob the home of a local resident in their hometown. Uh, 
police believe one of the burglars uh, targeted the house because he suspected his girlfriend had a relationship with the man who lived there. Well, they first sat down to have a few drinks to steady their nerves, uh, but they were so drunk they could barely stand when they left for the burglary. Uh, then came the issue of disguise. Keep in mind, this is their hometown. They grew up there. People knew them. Uh, now, here there are many choices, if you think about it. A disguise, maybe a fake beard, a mustache, or maybe uh, one of those ski masks that cover your entire face. Well, these two brilliant criminals decided to take a permanent magic marker and cover their face in it to disguise their appearance. And the picture of them shows that they didn't do a very good job of that either uh, because all it did is it left people who saw them, identified them, and the police arrest them based on the fact they were the only people in town with magic marker all over their face. Uh, how about you, Dave? I'm looking. <laughs> You're looking. It's a little late. No, it's uh, my. Um, I, I had tagged some, so but we'll we'll move on. All we'll, right, and that brings up. to close this week's least competent criminals. All right. Aha! Uh -huh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> All right. Got anything for the listeners, Dave? Uh, bank robber forgot most important word on uh, demand note he gave teller, Columbus, Ohio. They arrested Richard Hampton after he robbed a bank. It wasn't hard to identify him as the culprit as he didn't bother to wear a disguise. That's the one you just told, wasn't it? No, these guys were Oh, they disguise. were the magic marker. Yeah. Uh, that was only one of his mistakes. Apparently, the getaway driver was a random person he met at the grocery store and gave him 50 bucks to help him fly after the robbery. The vehicle was casually driving away without rush, including stopping at traffic lights. The best detail, though, is that the demand note that he handed to the bank teller read, Give me that, and stops there. <laughs> I suppose less is more, though, given that the teller understood what he meant. Gave him $723. Which movie was that where the note, was it Woody Allen? Yes. I have Take a gub. Take the money and run. No, I have a, I have a gub. What? What is it? No, gub. It says gub. Gum, gum. <laughs> uh, That's what I have. All right. Uh, in 2009, 17-year-old New Yorker Brittany Drexel traveled to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, uh, where she was kidnapped and murdered by, um, uh, let's see, his name is uh, Raymond Moody. He's been found guilty of killing her. Now, fast forward to 2023, and her mother, Dawn Pecklin, has filed a lawsuit that, that accuses Raymond Moody and the resort uh, where she supposedly stayed of wrongful conduct, resulting in Brittany's death. Uh, the, um, the lawsuit says that she was uh, stayed at, uh, as an unaccompanied minor. Keep in mind, 17-year-old is a minor. Uh, and that the hotel and operating group profited from this transaction. Uh, the hotel has since responded saying, she was never a guest here. What are you talking about? She may have stayed here. In fact, she does show up on surveillance cameras in the lobby. Uh, but 
they think that she was staying at the Bar Harbor Hotel uh, with her friend Jennifer Ober, who's the one, uh, an adult, who had the room. Uh, it's, again, another example of you can be sued by just about anyone for anything, but that doesn't mean you're going to win. I suppose this happens. This guy quit his job after the manager wouldn't give him a pay raise. Then on LinkedIn and another recruitment site, someone reached out to him and didn't disclose anything at first and talked about the job and got this guy's experience and literally offered him his old job at four and a half times his old salary. <laughs> Needless to say, he did not uh, take that because he was uh, fed up with that employer. Um, the internet will get you every time. Yeah. Uh, Brian Sicknick was a Capitol Police officer on January 6th uh, during the Capitol um, events at the United States Capitol. Apparently, uh, he was pepper sprayed by two of the individuals, Cater and Tanios and taken to a hospital where he later died of a stroke. Uh, so what does all this have to do with legal news and views that has led to his girlfriend? Nah, they're not married. Sandra Garza filed a lawsuit saying that uh, against Donald Trump and uh, the two gentlemen who pepper sprayed him uh, for a whole host of uh, civil actions, including wrongful death, conspiracy to violate civil rights and negligence per se based on D.C.'s anti-riot law. The judge, Almat, Amit Mehta, dismissed three of the five several counts, saying, eh, you don't get wrongful death. My guess here is Garza's problem is they weren't married. Most state statutes on uh, wrongful death require that you be married. Uh, then he also dismissed the negligence per se, uh, leaving only the conspiracy to violate civil rights. Uh, so most of the civil counts have been dismissed, uh, but the case will proceed on the violation of civil rights uh, under D.C.'s Survival Act. Um, the plaintiff's lawyers say, oh, we're going to take Donald Trump's deposition. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, this Indiana woman got in trouble out of Columbus. A woman faces felony charges after Bartholomew County officials say she drunkenly drove to bail someone out uh, before resisting arrest and battering two sheriff's deputies. Stephanie Horn, age uh, 58 years old, was arrested Wednesday by the Bartholomew County Sheriff's Department. Around 3 a.m., Deputy Dylan Prather was leaving a secure garage at the county jail where he saw a silver Jeep drive into a secure lot. The driver of the Jeep, but later identified as Horn, uh, honked the car's horn and parked. <laughs> horn honked her horn. Then allegedly left the car and staggered toward his vehicle. During this time, she reportedly said she had come to bail someone out of jail at 3 a.m. During the interaction she had with the deputy, uh, he said she showed several signs of being intoxicated. She refused to submit to a preliminary breath test. She said toward the end of the discussion with deputies, Horn became verbally aggressive and tried to walk away. Around this time, police said the woman was placed in handcuffs but began to resist. At one point, kicked a deputy in the leg. So this situation has escalated and gotten very bad for Horn. After in custody, she was taken to the hospital and uh, 
for a blood test was also kicked a deputy in the shoulders. They got a search warrant to draw blood and taking her back to jail. Booked on charges of operating while intoxicated, reckless driving, resisting law enforcement battery on a law enforcement officer, two counts on public intox. Uh, the preliminary breath sample of point or point one six five or over twice the legal limit. She may have. I don't know who she was bailing out, but that would be interesting. Honey, can you come get me? I'm in jail. Yeah, I'll be right down. <laughs> uh, Indiana lawyer Sierra Breland lived uh, with her husband Xavier Breland, a five-year-old, five-month-old son, and dog in Carmel, Indiana. Back in February of 2022, the entire family took a week uh, and went down to Georgia to visit Sierra's mother. Uh, and when uh, Xavier um, Breland returned with the son and dog, Sierra was not with him. She has disappeared. No body has been found. And the uh, question of her disappearance as a missing person case has continued since then. At the time, he, uh, Xavier, the husband, was arrested for possession of firearm by a serious violent felon. Uh, so he has had a past record. Um, the, um, he has disappeared now. They're looking for him. Uh, presiding judge issued a rearrest warrant and canceled the scheduled January 8th jury trial uh, as law enforcement uh, looks for Xavier Breland. There'll be more legal news and views, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV. We'll be right back. Stay tuned through the break. Give us a call. Here's another community announcement now on WAOV. Early Head Start Pregnant Moms will have free and fun learning for the whole family with one-on-one -on -one support, hands-on learning and guidance, real-life tips, and continued services after delivery. For more information, you can get a hold of the Pace Community Action Agency serving Knox, Sullivan, Green, and Davies Counties. You can get more information by con contacting Pace Community Action Agency. Inform and entertain. That's what we do right here every day on 97.7, 97.3, and 1450 WAOV. Each weekday, join us from 6 to 10 for Bob and Tom. Also, join us for the morning chat with Ed Ballinger from 10 to 11.30. Following that, midday edition from 11.30 until just afternoon. After midday edition, it's Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins until 3 o'clock. Then it's our local show starting at 3 with the Monday matinee with Dennis Daly. Mark and Mark on Tuesdays. Join us for Legal News and Views on Thursdays and the Peppers podcast on Fridays. Sean Hannity is yours from 4 until 7. It's Dave Ramsey from 7 until 10. Then join us for America at Night from 10 until 1 the next morning. And then it's the Paranormal with George Nori and Coast to Coast AM from 1 till 5 a.m. Right here, WAOV. The WAOV forecasts now from the Brian Stevens Erie Insurance Weather Center. High of 42 today under partly sunny skies. Partly cloudy tonight to low near 24. Partly sunny and a high of 42 on Friday. Then on Saturday, a chance of rain and a high near 42. 
They're laying down the law throughout 2024. It's Jeff and Dave, Legal News and Views, Thursdays at 3 on WAOV. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. Still time for your call, 812-882-3737. Here's a story. Good. Makes my blood boil. Florida woman seeks a class action lawsuit against Reese's over faceless pumpkins. Around Halloween time, uh, Reese's uh, peanut butter cups put out these uh, pumpkin-shaped peanut butter cups, but on the package label it shows the pumpkin shape with the little eyes and a little mouth cut out like they've been sculpted into the chocolate. And uh, so she claims uh, in a proposed class action in federal court accusing the company of falsely representing some of its peanut butter products. The woman's beef with the candy started back in October when she paid $4.49 for a pack of the pumpkin-shaped Reese's at an Aldi grocery store because she assumed the product contained a cute-looking carving of a pumpkin's mouth and eyes, like it showed in the picture. When she opened it, she discovered the product was fully covered with chocolate. None of the detailed carving that she claimed inspired her to buy the product. Uh, She said, I would have never purchased those $4.49 worth of pumpkin candy had I said they shown that they were completely covered in chocolate. Uh, She accuses Hershey of trying to convince people to buy pumpkin peanut butter candy by means of untrue, misleading, deceptive, and or fraudulent representation. Um, She's seeking damages for all Floridians who purchased the deceptive products, including white ghost peanut butter, bats, and peanut butter footballs, and seeking a class action status, claiming damages that would exceed $5 million. Um, I don't know. That seems like a nuisance lawsuit to me. But. Again, anyone can sue anybody. I don't think you're all going to win. Wayne LaPierre has headed the National Rifle Association for over 30 years. Back in 2020, New York Attorney General Letitia James, yes, the same Letitia James who's gone after Trump, went after the National Rifle Association, claiming that it had violated state and federal laws to divert millions of dollars to their own pockets and away from Wasn't the Ollie North part of that for a while? ...mission of the organization. He's not part of this lawsuit. I uh, know, but he used to be have something to do with the NRA, and he got crossways with Wayne and left. Well, apparently also crossways with Wayne was his second-in-command, uh, Joshua Powell, Uh, who back in 2020, uh, and the person who obviously led to this lawsuit, uh, was fired by the organization, who then wrote a tell-all book claiming the group focused too heavily on money uh, and uh, is apparently the main witness for Letitia James. Now, uh, the state trial judge is Joel Cohen. Uh, Letitia James, the attorney general, wanted the death sentence for the NRA, uh, the judge said, no, you don't got enough evidence of that. Um, you might have evidence of misconduct, but nothing to say that this organization should no longer exist. Uh, so the trial is now focused on um, Wayne LaPierre and three other individuals and whether or not uh, they inappropriately use money. These types of lawsuits are rarely reported on, but they do exist. 
Uh, in fact, the federal government, uh, for a long time there, was going after the labor unions uh, and had, were successful in replacing a lot of the labor leaders on grounds of malfeasance. This lady in Longboat Key, Florida, was recently uh, planning a nice lunch with her husband. Having picked a restaurant, she was kind enough to drop him off at the entrance of the restaurant. Then she went to look for a parking place. Finally, she got a spot, walked back to join him. However, husband was nowhere to be found. She called emergency dispatch and reported that her husband had vanished. According to the police log, the responding officer was able to find the husband having lunch at a different restaurant nearby. The wife was escorted to the restaurant to a table with her husband. So I don't know if he didn't like the restaurant she picked. It sounds like he may have just ordered lunch and figured she would never park the car or whatever. And, and there's, a, there's this thing I've heard about, Jeff. It's called a cell phone. A what? A cell phone. Yes. Maybe you've heard of it. I've heard of it. Where are you? I'm at the restaurant. <laughs> She's going to find me. <laughs> uh, this story comes from the Kiev Post, uh, the newspaper of the capital of Ukraine. Uh, and you may have heard about it. Apparently, the Russia's secret service or security service, the now known as the FSB, has released a 2024 propaganda fundraising calendar. Uh, the front cover features art of an improbably ripped Vladimir Putin giving his best sultry stare while leaning on a big black compensator vehicle. Perhaps the image that got the most notice was a FSB Special Forces soldier standing in front of the U.S. Capitol while drones and helicopters attacked it. Uh, obviously, weird stuff here and not exactly friendly stuff. But here, according to the Kiev Post, is the bigger question. Why does the Russian Security Service, the FSB, need to fundraise? <laughs> Well, I think Ukraine may have cost them some money. Doesn't, isn't that like the former President Trump's with his NFTs and his trading cards where he's shown yeah, with ripped abs and such? But you lead me right into another Putin story. A Russian lawmaker, an ally of President Putin, was found dead under mysterious circumstances after falling from the third floor of his home. Ouch. Another guy in Russia falls out of a window at his own home. Vladimir Igorov, 46, was a member of his uh, ruling United Russia Party, plunged 30 feet to his death at his home. Uh, media outlet Baza reported on its Telegram channel that Igorov's body was discovered Wednesday afternoon in the courtyard of a house that police are investigating what caused his death. I'm pretty sure it was the fall out the window. Uh, he reported that he had fallen to his death, citing an investigation. Fox News Digital reached out to the Russian Ministry for Foreign Affairs to confirm the reports, but did not receive a response. This has got to be the third or fourth Putin ally or enemy that has... It's uh, not a long life expectancy for these individuals. Well, stay on the first floor. Uh, Genoa, Italy. Police knew they had a drug trafficking problem, but they were having problem figuring out maybe the source of it until someone noticed a large number of bald and beardless men visiting the local barber shop. And this made police suspicious. 
they instituted surveillance, searched the shop where they found 100 grams of cocaine, precision scales, and packaging material. They also found hashish at the barber's home and evidence of ongoing communication with inmates in the local prison. Uh, sentence, the 55-year-old barber is awaiting sentencing at the Marasi prison. Kansas City woman facing charges accused of shooting a DoorDash driver after he ordered uh, after she ordered McDonald's uh, for delivery. Police were called for a reported shooting around 5:30 p.m. on the 20th of December. They arrived. They found a man suffering gunshot wound to his leg. Took him to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, no tip for you. Victim told police he was delivering for DoorDash. Court records say when he arrived at the home, he met the residents, delivered the food, and asked to take a photo. I think they do that to prove the delivery, I guess. Later at the hospital, the man said she told him he was drunk and walked inside. As he walked off the porch, he heard a gunshot and felt pain in his lower leg. So she told police that she attempted to shoot into the ground because she was afraid the man was trying to force his way into her home. I'm not sure that defense is going to work. Yeah. The Burnside Shelter in Portland, Oregon, runs a, a donation bin for clothing. Uh, apparently, they got to the point of cleaning it out, and they discovered a pair of golden sneakers at the bottom of the donation bin. It turns out that these shoes, Air Jordan 3 Kicks, were commissioned by Spike Lee for him to wear at the 2019 Academy Awards. According to Sotheby's, they're valued at more than $10,000. The auction house will, uh, is auctioning uh, on, online and expects to receive as much as $20,000, which it says it will give 100% of the proceeds to the Portland Rescue Mission, which so. operates the shelter. What size are they? How many want to get in on that? Well, I, I, and how comfortable are they? <laughs> you know, golden sneakers. Well, that sounds like a good idea until you walk a mile in them. Uh, this uh, cursive is coming back, apparently. In 2016, uh, the State Assembly um, in California, he signed baseball uh, cards featuring the image of his dog. But many of the recipients of the card couldn't read his signature because they had never learned cursive. Uh, much to the Democrat governor's dismay, the governor asked me what I did before becoming a legislator. So now they're trying to change the law to require the teaching of cursive. There's a lot of Internet memes out there that if you don't need a secret code or anything, just write down your details in cursive and young folks will not be able to decipher it. Well, a Kenyan executive whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Let's call him Leonard. Um, he followed his wife for 22 years in the United States, hoping to convince her to return back to Kenya. Uh, when she refused, uh, he decided, well, she's got to go. So uh, during an Uber ride, he told the driver he's very mad and needed a hitman. The driver caught in touch with the Connecticut State Police, who enlisted the driver as an informant. Uh, between September and December of 2023, the two engaged in multiple conversations, uh, all of which the authorities were part of. Uh, he, the Kenyan businessman, wanted his wife injected with a cancer that would kill her slowly. Instead, he's currently under arrest and held on a $5 million bond. Music means we're out of time. That's right. I'm Dave.
Happy New Year. Uh, hopefully, we'll be on a more regular schedule for a while. And we'll see you next week or see you next week. Thanks for listening.